Welcome to the Lighthouse Conversations, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs and tastemakers from the worlds of arts, culture, tech, and of course, food. I'm your host, Hashem Montasir. If you're joining us for the first time today, well, you're in for a treat. But first, please make sure you hit the follow button in your podcast app to get alerted when we have new episodes. You can listen to our extensive catalog of episodes on our website, thelighthouse.ee slash podcast. I'm joined today by the women behind one of the region's most iconic brands, Bogja. My first encounter with the brand was two decades ago. Yep, two decades, at ABC Carpet and Home. This was when I lived in New York City and ABC was a school store that was a few blocks away from my apartment, so I'd walk there on the weekends and check out what's new. I remember the Bogja pieces with their pastiche look leaving quite an impression. And clearly not just on me, but also on the likes of Madonna, Kate Hudson, and Monsieur Louboutin. But it wasn't until just a couple of weeks ago at Design Days that I met the designers behind Boksha, Hoda Baroudi and Maria Hebri, when they had their installation, Let's Talk About the Weather, up in Dubai Design District. The installation was sort of a boxing ring, where the audience was invited to adorn a punching bag with written notes of what they hated the most. As you can imagine, my list was very, very long. Ladies, uh, what a pleasure to have you here. We're going to go back and talk about how you met, but I first want to talk to you about something. When I first met Bogja as a brand, the very obvious connotation for me was storytelling, which seems to sit very comfortably at the heart of this brand. Tell me about more about that. Was that a conscious decision from the beginning? Did it evolve? How did it become storytelling so central to what you've done? Hoda, maybe you can start. It's very um, uh, interesting that you mentioned this uh, because when we started, uh, it wasn't about storytelling. It was uh, more about um, trying to uh, create, uh, to put something on the table that we never saw before. We came from a visit to Central Asia. We saw something that blew us off. You went to Central Asia together on that visit? Yeah. Okay. We saw something that... My God, I mean, the juxtaposition of the fabrics that they mix, the, 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 the naivete, the uh, strong colors, the mixes. Uh, uh, I mean, a single coat would have like, uh, I think a year worth of work with juxtapositions that were so unexpected that blew us both off. And it so happens that we're both like you were saying before we started all this, uh, the podcast, that uh, we're both very curious. And uh, we, um, we always jump at anything that comes right in our laps. So we just amassed loads of fabrics, mm. loads of coats, loads of... Did you know at the time what you would do with the fabrics? Nothing. No, you just amassed them. Nothing. We, we came back mm. and it just sold the way it is. It just sold. And in no time we were on the plane back to Central Asia, came back and then ideas started coming up because there was a lot of torn pieces, a lot of uh, torn out pieces. We, we, we felt so sorry to just throw them away. And by nature, both of us are very frugal and very, um, what's the word? We, we, we can't just throw embroidered no. stuff. No. Once we were presenting something at the, the a talk at the Institut du Monde Arabe, and they would present us as the Shahrazad of the Middle East. 
but except we we killed Shahriyar, <laughs> just we didn't wait. <laughs> Uh, but because in the very nature of our work and our personality is the storytelling, but we learned it when we chose the name for our work, which is which is Bogja, Beji. It's where you put around. Uh, it's a piece of fabric that's usually embroidered by the family for the daughter to put inside the dowry when she becomes a bride. So, her dowry. So, um, and there is a lot of. You know, love. That's what this. I meant. That is at the heart of it. I mean, it's a yes. story already. Yeah, right? it's so a story. The name is a story. And it's a woman's story. And it's about uh, a family uh, telling their own narrative and expressing their love and aspiration for their daughters in this format. So, and from this fabric that we started collecting, we learned a lot. We, we, it was fascinating to see that it's not one woman in the family who does it. It's the women, this, I'm talking about the Suzannes here, they worked them as panels. And then when the, it's time for the, by different members of the family, and when it's time for the girl to be married, they put them together and they become one piece. So that was the beginning of it all. And uh, I, I feel that uh, since I was doing antiques and Huda was, Huda started collecting fabrics before I did. Mm. And, but I was always fascinated by fabrics, by textile in general, because there is so much emotion in textile. Is it because it's tactile? What fascinates it's you about time, fabrics? It's time, time, mm -hmm. and it's hand embroidered. Nothing okay. humbles you more. Mm. The intricacy of the work, the, the fact that it's never completely finished, that it's always, uh, when there is a mistake, Sometimes they do it deliberately or they own it, but when it's deliberate because they are afraid from the evil eye, because only God is perfect. So it's interesting because it liberated us afterwards when mm. not to make perfect pieces, to embrace the imperfection. Yeah. Uh, with textiles, uh, what fascinates us, I, I don't know if uh, I'm saying this in hindsight or that's how uh, I saw it at the time, it's so long time ago. Um, each country I lived in had its own uh, textile that tells you a lot about the culture, about the women in this culture. Uh, in Lebanon, we have this very strongly. We ha I lived in the Gulf. I lived in the States. And uh, the thing about Central Asia, their embroideries were really, like Maria said, yani storytelling par excellence. Uh, the, the, the woman just sit and start embroidering by hand for the bride-to-be. I mean, what more... Um, love can they give. You know what's so interesting to me about this is that it's very obvious that when you, when I remember first seeing the piece, I'm trying to remember, mm. I actually remember what it invoked in me. And there were two thoughts. The, the first one was, obviously this has a memory, but you've taken a memory that's textile, this piece of embroidery, it's, it all has this memory, it's its own history. history. You've taken it, you've appropriated it, and you've brought something out from the other side because you're putting something together, it becomes like a pastiche, and yeah. then something else comes out. But there's, it starts with a memory, and that memory gets almost reworked by but you. But that's exactly what we plan to do. That's exactly. And I, and I feel you are in a practice that is well-traveled, especially in Lebanon. So I, uh, I'm, an, I'm an art enthusiast and lover, and um, a lot of Lebanese artists, especially in photography, have done this kind of work. Akram Zatari, for example, has taken the work where he has, you know, archival photographs. So there's a preservation element, but there's an appropriation and manipulation element. And what came out is fascinating. 
I wonder if this has to do with your history as Lebanese women growing up in Lebanon. If you feel so, I'm, I'm interested. Or it was just an instinct. Because to me, that's very much at the core of this brand. In my family, embroideries are, have always been part essential. And my mother had her bogja when she got married. She made sure it of each of her three daughters had their own bogja with all these embroidered linen, nightgowns, uh, 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 tablecloth. So I, I received one, but this all goes into drawers. What do you do with it in modern times? Yeah. But, but there was so much love and attention in it. I, I knew that I need to preserve them for my own daughter mm. because that's what we do. Mm. And some of them came from my grandmother. I still wear her nightgowns today because they're hand embroidered by her. Amazing. And I sleep on a pillow where there is her, let, her uh, Anissa. The A of Anissa is on the pillow. And uh, uh, so precious because I feel so much comfort in it. It hugs me. But how do you give it to our, this next generation who is uh, such, in such a hurry the times are so different. So what we tried to do initially was to preserve that tradition, but to reinvent it. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're preserving yes. and reinventing. So when I, you know, when you give a piece of cloth, uh, a fabric that's a uh, hundred years old, you ap apply it on an eaves chair and you tell your daughter, you want this? Of course she wants it. If you give her the fabric, she'll put it in the drawer. So that was the process at the beginning. Let's give them new life. Let's bring them back and celebrate them. And that was our aha moment that these frames also have existed, the old frames, and they were not anymore in fashion. But for us, nothing, everything has a reason to exist and to persist in its existence. It's right. how you see it. Did you have a particular customer in mind or were you just working by instinct? Yani, were you saying, what we're going to now design and fabricate and put out is going to be liked by X or no. This didn't come up. When we started, we were not even wanting to start anything, actually. Yeah. We just came just back working. with it. We, no, no, we just collected for our own yeah. Yeah. pleasure. We were our we, own customer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's had, a great way to we start We had business, ourselves in mind yeah. every time a piece would leave, if we are really in love with it, we will come to accompany it. Because if it's traveling outside Lebanon, we will just be there and saying, waving it goodbye and making sure where it's going to be. We, we ask for pictures. When did it's you know baby. it was a business? It was no longer a passion. Listen, what happened was uh, we got it for our own pleasure. Just showed it to family and friends. They just grabbed them. Mm. So the second time we started on our uh, journeys, uh, we started formulating an idea, but then... Uh, it is when uh, we made our first piece. I go back to the first piece. It was when we went to the second-hand market. What was the first piece? The first piece ever was a chair. Chair, interesting. And at the time, uh, like 25 years ago, uh, it was fashionable to take old frames and color them, strong colors. Okay. And that time, we were walking in Basta, and we saw a chair that was painted blue. And we still have that chair. That's why I'm mentioning it. You have and the first piece? You still have it? You actually, it's it. at my sister's. She okay. bought it. But I'm, I have the pleasure of seeing it all the time. <laughs> and we looked at each other. And I remember that was the, the aha moment. We looked at each other and we said, that piece will go on that chair. And that's when 
we started having the idea of doing this uh, pop-up. Maria had a, a nice store at the time, and I think that's the one you visited. And but and where was it? No, it's a flower shop. I had a flower shop. I was a florist. Oh, interesting. I did not know. That. I was a florist, and then I used to go to the United States for seven years and get containers of second-hand furniture and antiques and sell them in my flower shop. So this is how I learned about the form. And I would do like a hit-and-run situation, three days, people will come, grab it, and then they awesome. go with it. Sometimes they would regret it, but there was, <laughs> because there was a momentum. And the, I have a passion for things that not necessarily have value, if you want, but have... Uh, Emotion, uh, it, it create emotion, emotion and I learned also that uh, through that business that I used to do, that if you love something when you buy it, you're convinced and you want to buy it for your, you would, you're even reluctant to be parted with it, people get it and it's easy to sell, it's really easy to sell. So I remember I heard that Hoda went to Uzbekistan and got these fabulous textiles. Were you friends? Were you close friends? No. No, you no, were not. No. So what attracted you to each other? I went to visit her show. She, it was in her house. Okay. And I was, whoa, these textiles. The world has opened up in front of me. And I invited Huda to come to my flower shop to, uh, to discuss things. I thought we would have an exhibition for her textile. In this, in, at your shop? At my shop, because it was a nice, interesting... Very Big, beautiful uh, store. Yeah. I invited her to come, and um, we were just seated this there, and there were remains of our furniture, my furniture, and uh, and she had brought some textile, and it made just, it made sense. It mm. just made sense. And, uh, you know, another time it made more sense for me on a personal level is when my grandmother passed away, uh, and... She was someone who was an entrepreneur and she hated waste and she always was solution-oriented and um, she used to encourage embroideries in the family and she would even, she created her own uh, uh, NGO for the family and it was all around embroideries by the women of the family. So we all came together, the children and the grandchildren, to see what we want to take from her house that's how it was the invite about that. And there was this very heavy uh, salon, uh, heavily carved, uh, that they used to make in Tripoli at the time. Nobody wanted it. It was actually ugly. And I told Hoda, shall we take it? Yes, let's take it. And we painted it in different colors, and we bogged it. And uh, it went, I think it was, uh, uh, it was six pieces. Each, each piece went to a different country. I kept the sofa. Uh, it was sold in the States, in Singapore at the time. I saw one in the house of a friend here in Beirut, in Kuwait. So I could imagine my grandmother smiling from above and said, way to go, Maria, you did the right thing. <laughs> but also we'd find uh, things thrown in the street, uh, yeah. reject chairs, reject sofas. We really, really started... Uh, taking them, reinventing them. And I think now when people talk about sustainability and... You were so ahead of the curve. And we didn't know the name. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't label it. I, didn't I label remember it. a friend of ours called us one day. She said, 
Listen, there are there is a, a whole set of furniture thrown for the it's in the gar next to the garbage in our next to in our neighborhood. It looks like you girls. <laughs> and uh, I said, it's funny, Hoda, the connotation of garbage and uh, Bogja. <laughs> How flattering is it? And I, we had a van for my flower shop at the time, so we were quick to act. We sent the van to the garbage dump, and we got the whole set. I remember we paid like $100 for the garbage. For the guy who was carrying. Yeah, no, the garbage guy, because he had already loaded them. And they came. We called it Lucky. And it sold everywhere. It, it traveled. It traveled. You know, it's very funny because at the time, um, we're not allowing you to ask. I'm sorry. No, no, but that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, okay. So we're, we're storytellers. <laughs> exactly. So at, at the time, uh, Paulette Call of ABC Carpet and Home in New York, it was the only concept store in the world that made I sense. I remember. I lived two blocks away from it. I mean, for me, going there was... Really, would something go there, else. Something else, and we were lucky. Uh, she happened to see a piece of ours of our work, and she called us. I remember. No, hold on. The story. Wait, wait, wait. It's a good story. The what? No, we decided that we're going <laughs> to New York. We need to conquer ABC. Nah, <laughs> The story is much better. Hold on. You cut the story. Wait, 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 wait. I'm with you. No, yeah. wait. Please, please yeah, go yeah, with your story. Me, stay with me. Stay with me. I have a bad one. No. And it's like no, no. You're uh, go ahead. So we we had we made a small catalog, purple card, very small. Yeah, but we paid a lot of money for it at the time. It was <laughs> important not to waste money, and so it's always important not to waste. Yeah, money, but it was uh, absolutely. So, <laughs> so just kind of put this out there. <laughs> we went to New York. Uh, uh, we just went to ABC Carpet and Home, and we asked, "Where are your offices?" The doorman. I say, "Ma'am." Our offices are not here. You cannot come without an appointment, blah, blah, blah. And so we looked at each other and I said, Ya Allah, you know, in Arabic. And they go, oh, you're Lebanese. I said, yeah, we're Lebanese. I said, don't say to anyone I told you, it's on the seventh floor. So we went to the seventh floor. We gave them our small catalog, said, this is uh, us. We are from Lebanon. If you're interested, we wanted to play it cool, call us. And we gave them a phone number. And of course, in Bogja tradition, we gave them a wrong number. <laughs> no, but we, had, we had we had the wrong number. We had an American number, and we had the wrong number. So they never called us. We would wait, like when uh, whenever someone, Obviously. yeah, we, no, don't 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 Maria, use the that phone. That was for the actress. No, the wrong number was for the actress. For Paulette, it was the right number because. But she they called never him. called us. We went back, and, and they said, never. "Where are you? We've so been trying to call you." How did they find you then? No. How did they find you? She was in a dinner party. Yes, Paulette no. called. We went there anyway. to retrieve our catalog. We went to retrieve our catalog <laughs> and they because us. the catalog. We said we don't want to leave our catalog there. Babe, can I just ask? Hey. If you gave the wrong number, how did she find you? I'm very. She didn't find us. We, we went, went back. back. We went, back. went back. back because the catalog was expensive. <laughs> you went to take <laughs> we the went catalog to back. back the catalog. And That's when a we great arrived story. there, look. Sorry about that. I don't care if the story is true or not. It's still fantastic. No, no, it's true. It's true. And it's I'm true. all about she telling the story. The story. I'm losing. I'm losing little facts. I Go swear ahead. to you, it's true. The story is great. I love the story. No, the best part of the story is that you went back and you're like, okay, guys, well, you don't. But I'm not sure. No, no, no. And they thought at the time. What That's great. Okay, I said, where are you, girls? We've been trying to call you. Oh, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and so they said, okay, we're interested. They thought we come from this indigenous country. We, we don't know that we're creating something pretty, but they, they spotted us. 
And so we came back running home, did the order. I remember, because we still have the email till today, it was a small order, I think 17 pieces. And then we got an email saying, Kate Hudson came to the shop and bought four pieces. We want a container. And then it never stopped. It, wow. Yeah. Amazing. I'm going to be honest, this might be the first time in three plus years of doing this podcast that I've barely been able to put in a word. We'll hear more from Huda and Maria, including how the current situation in Lebanon has become part of their design voice, so to speak, right after the short break. Welcome back. I'm Hashem Montasser, and you're listening to the Lighthouse Conversations and my conversation with Huda Baroudi and Maria Hibri, the women behind the iconic brand Boksha. So after Kate Hudson came other high-profile orders, including a project with Madonna and Christian Louboutin. You know, it's funny because my sisters would not take our job very, uh, our work very seriously. Uh, it was too loud for them, maybe. And for a lot of Lebanese people, we were only started being legit when we started be existing at Louboutin. Oh, yeah. you're the real deal. Yeah, Arabs love brands. We love we love attaching ourselves <laughs> to. Yeah, it's yani. So only you know, it's like when we open next to the Apple Store and Rolex, people are like, oh, the lighthouse. I'm like, we've been here for five years. <laughs> it's not but bad. now because I'm in the vicinity of Rolex and Apple and Dior and all of that, we kind of started become. You know, it's amazing. I mean, we, you know, we, you, we, people still remember us at Le Boutin, and we are a museum. We are at the Institut du Monde Arabe. Yeah, but they remember. They, they still us. think of Le Boutin. But you know, it's 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 that's fine. It's fine because we love the light of, uh, part of Bogja. It's loaded. It has a lot of information. And more and more, when we started using embroidery and it became a vehicle, a voice, it was our way of protesting and, uh, you know, and celebrating things. So, so when did you know you had a brand? And and what happened from there? So obviously you After started Miami, And then you started getting some success. And Tell Wahda, the story arrived. of Miami so I won't contradict you. <laughs> you were there. I mean, obviously we're getting a lot of press. Are you really like an old couple who always, you know... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a but little it's fun. Bit. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's okay. Fun. But it's like an old couple, but it's it's not old as an age. Old as in you've been together for a long time. But it's it's dysfunctional just enough for it to be fun. Yeah, and it's not dysfunctional where it's like... <laughs> You get know? out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> the energy is you, good. You, you need counseling. Alpha, it's just a little bit of the dysfunction that you need in a couple, which yeah, I love. But yeah. the relationship is fine. You guys are fine. <laughs> if you want me, this is completely outside of the podcast, to come in as a couple therapist. Um, no, we've had. We've had someone. Uh, on a no-fee basis. Let, let's not go there. Let me tell them about. <laughs> let's not go there for now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when uh, did you know you had... Yeah. We had a nice break because the organizer of uh, Miami, the art fair, mm -hmm. visited a guy in Kuwait, his name is Majid Subah. I remember Majid Subah, who had the Villa Moda. He yeah. had, yeah. and Villa Moda was really, يعني, brand filthy. <laughs> it was every single, name it, Mefakir, he yeah. had it. What happened was, uh, she told him, Fantastic. you're looking, and I want this piece, I want this piece, and I want this to come to Miami. And then all of a sudden we see a group from Kuwait coming in, and buy and uh, deal, uh, uh, asking That's us. It. Once the Kuwaitis come, it's all over. No, but then I have to tell you, he had the nicest spot in the art fair, and he put us with a beautiful artist, a lighting artist that is really, it was, she was really up there. And I think it was then when the FT did the spread yeah, on us. I remember us. that FT spread. And then, you know, when How to Spend It did the article on us, it was good. And How to Spend It article. Oh I my God. Very, very and, well. and suddenly. Um, did we change? Uh, <laughs> Not at all. 
زيرو احلى ويتو يعني مع الوقت سو سويت هاو تو سبند ات واز بيفيتال ان ذا سنس ذات هاو ذي ديسكرايبد اس واز نوت Yeah, but, but it, we didn't know that uh, they saw a dimension in us we were not aware of. And then suddenly we felt responsible oh my, that this is like, this is serious and we need to be up to it. You, you know, we need to also have a strategy. Uh, it almost backfired the fact that we had to send a container to ABC every six months. because it's a 40-foot container, and they would kept asking and asking, and we were just like... So how did you handle the logistics and the operations? We were, we're mad. You learned- how we used to work is insane. We mm. stayed till 10 in the evening with the upholster. Mm. We'd work long hours. Mm. We'd scar the... Yeah, really, the second-hand market, they take us places, weird places. How, how did your families feel about this? Were they... Our kids were growing. Yeah, was, they, they uh, saw you in action. Your my daughter is doing therapy now about ab- abandonment. Yeah, <laughs> Can I just tell you something? She would have done therapy anyway. At least, yeah, look, we all no, need therapy. No, but, but they're yeah, very yeah. proud. But <laughs> I'll tell you something <laughs> nice. What last thing? Not only... But you that. abandoned her for good cause. Yeah, you basically abandoned her for... No, but for the financial time. For the financial time. You abandoned her for how to spend it. No, but I would completely, I'm going to say this on the record, my son will not like it, but I will totally abandon my firstborn for how to spend it. Akidia. <laughs> it is such a given. So that's Sorry, Abudia, I love you, but say, how to spend it is how to spend it, it. It gave us a jolt. Oh, girls, take yourself seriously. However, at the time, uh, also, we met this guru. Her name is Lee Edelkurt. Lee Edelkurt is a guru. She's the director of Eindhoven, but also... She's a trend forecaster, and everybody in the design world at the time was taking her. I mean, she was God. And she came to the show in Miami and loved the piece and bought it. And then very soon after, she asked us to send her a piece for a museum. She's showing. She's show, she, want, she gave us a room in a museum in Eindhoven. Oh, my God. That was really something that... I mean, it was. Yeah, she thinks that we. Re- uh, she still thinks that we represent something in the history of design. One hundred percent. And she also uh, think uh, uh, that the fact that we are two women working together is something very interesting. Uh, but to come back to the idea of our kids, our kids grew up with this, and uh, we used to take them to our, in our travels to hold the bags when we will be. <laughs> So But they, what a they, fantastic role model. Yeah, they saw they, you working yeah, all the they time. They saw us ah, yes. working, Non-stop. and they know about passion. They learn yeah. that passion get, takes you places. Takes you places. And Absolutely. so, uh, and we used to work in an old palace. It was next to my house, and it was uh, it it that palace was is so much of our story because it was uh, the squatters of the palace were uh, a carpenter and an upholsterer. And It's such an Arab story. Yeah, and there's always a squatter. Squatter, yeah. and that uh, th- we met them, and uh, the palace had no roof in m- most of the part of it, and it was falling apart. So But you asked the squatters yeah. to make the roof for you. No, 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 no. no. but it you. was our headquarters for 15 years. <laughs> we would go there, and you know, these pieces that are traveling, I remember when Julia Bo- uh, Roberts bought this set, and uh, 
Oh, and I knew that she was breastfeeding because I read it in a magazine. I said, oh my God, she's sitting on our sofa breastfeeding. If she only knew the conditions of the sofa and the palace. No, our there conditions was, were miserable. Yeah, yeah, there was, they, because they had the family of rabbits at the time and, uh, and the palace. <laughs> this is fantastic. The squatters, the rabbits and Julia Roberts. <laughs> no, because at the time, the, there this. was a little farm in the palace also. And, and, and there if was, she sends the sofa back, don't be surprised. Julia, Julia, keep the sofa, yeah, Julia, please. Julia, keep the sofa. I, we know where you know. No Kate, returns possible. No, but wait, Kate Hudson, who bought the first piece, we never miss a movie uh, for Kate Hudson. Because I, of that? I told my children never, ever miss a movie of Kate After Hudson. After she bought your... Because she was the one who triggered everything. Yeah. Kate Hudson is a... Kate yeah. Hudson, she that doesn't know, but Thank she's you, our Kate. hero. But also, the problem is, at the time... When all these stars bought us, there was no Instagram. We couldn't tag them. ABC, they didn't want us, to, they, they didn't want to use our name. They would say it's their, it's the ABC collection. But after Miami, Colors. You became we, a brand. They wanted no, your name. No, no, no. There was a big moment. We were in the FT. <laughs> no, you have to hold yeah. your horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took the FT. <laughs> we asked for a meeting. Actually, we asked for a meeting. I'm done. This is the first time. I want to say, how many, how many episodes of you? 65? This is the first time where I am actually officially overwhelmed, which doesn't happen with me. So I love it. Yani, this is, I'm so, outgunned, overwhelmed. I'm going to call your daughter's therapist. I need to see him. <laughs> It's not about abandonment by abolition. It's all coming out. <laughs> For sure. Give me his number. I'm going to finish here. I'm going to go meet him. Okay, okay, okay. That's fun. We, 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 it was like, we like drama, obviously. So we La. took the newspaper. <laughs> 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 so we got the newspaper, we asked for a meeting in oh this God. room with uh, uh, Paulette and, we, and her team, and then we just put the newspaper on the table. I said, now we're Bogja. <laughs> take it or leave it. What a fantastic she, I'll story. take it. It was a good moment. What it a was fantastic a good story. Moment. You know, I was telling you earlier, um, we're talking about Nada Dibs as a, another design icon that I'm very proud of. And, very and we are proud of unbelievable. her. Unbelievable. And you, have, you guys have, have really reached iconic status. The work is timeless. But I am very interested to understand the evolution of the brand because you come from this very big statement, bold statement that you made with your early work. How do you sustain that? I mean, how does it not become dated? You know, it doesn't become passé. It doesn't become too much. It's very funny you mentioned this. Yeah. Because... Many people coming now to us, they want our older piece. How do you keep reinventing yourselves? It's okay. very, very difficult. 24 years later, with, with, with strong pieces, Yanni, this is not, you know, minimalist design that can sort of easily float over 20, 30 years. This is big statements, and we're going to talk about the politics of it in a minute. How do you keep reinventing yourself? What's the, what's think, the formula? I think uh, the storytelling part okay. is a big factor. Okay. Uh, two... Uh, those pieces, we, when we started, we, we were working with textiles that were around for 100 years. So putting them out there in a contemporary, with a contemporary uh, take. Yeah, and now talk about sustainability I mean, is a big thing. Exactly. It wasn't at the time. It wasn't at the time. Now, now, I mean, looking at a chair with old textiles, I mean, there's nothing like it. It, it draws you in. But you've I gone mean, beyond furniture yeah, now. No, we've done. But, you know, I think if I also want to answer it, since we're talking about psychology now. I think it's uh, ego and boredom. If, uh, because our ego would not allow us to repeat ourselves, both of us, and we challenge each other a lot, which is also being two. So, 
you 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 like we want to even impress each other and also there is the fact that uh, if i don't want to see it why would anybody see it want to see it anymore so, so. i want to be part of something that keeps me excited and you want to be part of the conversation right and the, and then because also but the, yeah, i don't part know. of the side guys which really you have done in no, many but, ways no but because you know with time it became our voice and when it is a voice it changes because things are happening to this voice and lebanon doesn't give you a break so. that there always things to talk about i mean there are always issues the arab spring gave us endless so, materials so, so. but let me Back to your question. Sorry, Hashem. Hashem, I have to... No, no, no. I'm here to watch the show. I'm here to watch the show. It has never happened. You're not allowed to speak. So yeah, this I've piece... never not spoken. Can I speak, please? So there's this uh, sofa that we... Uh, I fully relate to the daughter. in the abandoned issue. Hold on, go ahead. Uh, oh no, I'm serious about the abandonment, by the way. No, I'm sure she's right. So, uh, There's a lot sofa, to talk about. This sofa that we did during 2011 and that Lee Edel Court bought back then, uh, you're telling me how does it survive the time? Yes, the test of time. The test of time. At the time, there was those uh, migrants coming from Syria. Remember that time in 2011, Akeem. things were falling Akeem. apart. Everywhere. They're all coming to Lebanon. You're coming to Lebanon, to Egypt, to a lot But of places. But they place. came also with a lot of things, not only coming physically. They came with their machines. They came with their skills. They came with this superb uh, things to say. We, we incorporated them in this language, in this voice. And we did this magnificent sofa that really had this very strong message about migration. We called it the migration series. We put it on a table with wheels, with a drawer inside it, with wings to allow them I remember fly. It, it made a lot of waves. It, yeah. it, and then we put cross-stitch, sitting cross-stitch on pillows. We wrapped it on the back of it with wrappings. So she bought it and she incorporated it in, a, uh, in a, an exhibition that she did in Germany. And you, now, you had that wait. sofa with the tires and the, 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 yeah, the yeah, yeah. took everything with it. But, but I, I can't say much attack, Basavani. I just want to understand, these political statements, were these uh, subconscious or were they deliberate? Yani, no, these are Because not, a lot of your work has a political message. Yeah, wait, wait, can I answer to this one? Were, were, oh. were you consciously making a statement or were you just creating No, but, but you know, the, the thing is, uh, um, first of all, I think... I don't like to use the word politics. Mm. This is, we are, we live in a world, if you are engaged with the word, you speak politics, you speak social, you speak about everything. You are commenting on current affairs. And then we are commenting. And you are part of what's happening. Yes, and and opening the conversation. When you have in your atelier, uh, embroiderers from Syria, Palestine, Egypt, Iraq, Sudan, and Lebanon, Amazing. It creates, the is there. it's there. Yeah. And then Arab Spring happens. We had to talk about it. We had to hear them out. We took the artisans with us to the studio to record their voices. We took their images with us to Institute du Monde Arab. So each, and we discovered their opinion about it and they were very conflicting opinions. But also when you, when people are drowning in the sea, And because there, because of this huge movement of migration, people leaving Syria, people leaving their country, it's you. You're not talking about it is a shame. Is a shame, and this is why for me this is not politics. This is pointing out something, something so painful happening. So talking about it is natural. It's not politics. 
And the fact that now Lebanese people are drowning in the sea yeah. makes it about, oh my God, this sofa, did it, was it a premonition? What is it? So is it a form of therapy for you? Yeah. I, I think so. Yani, your work is a form of therapy, right? You're expressing your current emotions over the years. And it's coming out, it's being poured out in your work, in fact. But let me tell you, Hashem, it's not therapy as in, uh, no, okay. we acknowledge it. No, it is as in, you go in, the, our world, the world of Buksha, you go in and you forget, you forget everything outside. And this has come very handy the last seven years. I mean, nothing, I mean, everything that's gone wrong has gone wrong in our country. You go and you leave all your problems outside and we go in and we create. I mean, the act of, and the, we create and we have all those beautiful people working with us. And the issue at hand is the issue of the moment. What, what, what's, what gives you still the impetus to create in a very difficult situation? You've had situation. So your shops were closed. Do you know the, 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 no, the destroyed. city? No, destroyed. The stores. I mean, the city practically burned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what gives you today that energy to still keep going? I mean, Listen, it's a very, very I, I, difficult For me, it is, uh, I, I don't know what would have happened to me personally if there was not Bogja. Yeah, Bogja saved me over and over again, Akif. financially, emotionally. And on uh, and it saved me, uh, I always felt, because you know, we are three daughters in the family, so, uh, and one child, Habib Elbi, and he- Child meaning ma ma boy. Uh, one, sorry, one boy. Hassan, sorry, Hassan. Maskeen Hassan. He also needs, he should go to the same therapist. I feel <laughs> he Hassan worked with us for the first three years, no. and one day they had an interview with him, and he kept using, and it was on a TV, and he kept using the word crazy, 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 and we edited him, and said, stop saying this, don't say crazy on TV. Anyway, so... God bless Hassan. Uh, God bless Hassan. Hey. So, but, you know, I really felt the need, uh, you know, to, 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 to be heard. Yeah, it's and obvious. The, the, and so it was just, it's obvious. No, no, I'm saying it in a good way. No, I'm not being cynical uh, about the, it. I mean, you, you, you have something to say. You want yeah. to say it, you want to express it. Yes. You're both vocal Let's about hope. it. Now, how does it work? They, she comes from a family of four girls. And the Hamoudi. And who? A Hamoudi. Oh, there is a Hamoudi? So do Hassan and Hamoudi get together? They should, actually. They really should. They should. I feel there'll be a lot to talk I, about. Yeah. I think they should. You're right. I, You're right. I suggest you invite Hassan and Hamoudi. Let's do this. Hoda. I, I'm happy that. to broker this on I the light I think they like each high other. Hi, hi. But I want to tell you about how therapeutic the work is. So... Once I had a very, I had a painful episode in my life. I think the collection, excuse me, reality fantasy is a must, saved me. Uh, when we had August 4, uh, we created silence. And it was, uh, we were mute for once. We had no words. So it was uh, uh, something to see Bogja girls with no words, but we created something that carried this. And then when we wanted to get out of it, to help ourselves heal, we created Sound of Music. So that's how... It, what about, the, the, what about the monkeys? The monkeys yeah. was, I mean, it, actually now it takes a, a very, a much, uh, a much stronger, a much stronger dimension because the world is walking in its head. Everybody's angry. It's very, very yeah, acute. And yeah, astute. and then you look at those at those wise monkeys. They they don't want to speak. They want to talk. They want they don't want to see. 
And look what's happening environmentally, politically, war. And you, by the way, you're way ahead of the curve because now there's like an NFT, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, the, the apes. So you were like so ahead of that. You know you're what? a much cooler version of the apes, by the way. The board, board Yacht Club, is it? Thanks. You really, it really is. Much edgy, much cooler. But the trick is here, we always talk about those loaded issues. We express them. The trick, I think the trick is we always uh, have a quirky way of producing everything. So... Um, and that I think, if you, uh, so not to mislead your listeners, it's not just about uh, the emotional connection. It's also about uh, the, thanks to the skills of what of the workers that we have, Definitely. thanks to the beautiful workmanship, thanks to our uh, how we finish the piece. I, I think uh, it comes out aesthetically. I feel quirky. Yeah, and we don't yes. need to shove it in anybody's face. So if it's personal or. Mm or social or anything, you can buy it just because it's pretty and you don't need to read, so, uh, hear the story and we're not gonna pursue you with the story. I, sorry to interrupt you, I always feel that's the best work, right? Yeah. Where if you wanna buy just for the aesthetics, go ahead. If you want the message and that matters to you, that's great as well. You know, but it can be either or, it has totally. that versatility. And I feel a lot of your work has that. It's beautifully beautiful aesthetics. So I could buy uh, a chair, not, Sally cares so much about the story, or I'm very much want the story with. Yeah, and if that's you want a great to, if you, attribute yeah. of your brand. You know, we learned it I because when that we that's what yeah. makes a bookshop. Yeah, it, it's yeah. what makes it so what, powerful. What not only powerful. I I feel that, and the fact that we uh, reinvent this aesthetic, we have something about. Uh, I mean, we we, we feel uh, the trend before it becomes. Yeah mainstream and uh, we put it out there Why but we don't want to take ourselves too seriously I, this is very no, important not at all it's just yeah. a fact I, I mean I feel no then it becomes and, hey, so yeah. uh, you know we what the uh, the adjective that describes us uh, best for me is we are we like to be provocative we like to provoke we like to be let's talk about something this is why we call it let's talk about the weather it's to be engaged in a conversation but uh, it, uh, the symbol is there. You can see it or not. I, I, when we would be presenting our work and clients will come, uh, sometimes they ask and they will listen. And I, I, we love to tell the story. But I've had many times when I would start to tell the story. I said, it's fine. We like it. You don't need to convince us. Like I'm buying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story is irrelevant to them. And yes. I, I can totally respect You're fine that. With that. Yeah. Where do you go from here? What are your aspirations? You, you have been in business for 24 years. You've reached a, a, an amazing level of success and recognition globally as a design brand. Where do you take it from here? Uh, to be honest, it's not a worry. It's not something we worry about. Okay. However, uh, yesterday we were sitting with a lady who used to work with us. And we were talking about uh, where we are now and where we're going. And she mentioned something that made me think... Uh, she said, uh, the problem with you girls is that the company is doing well, everything's going according to plan. It's just that you and Maria are not sustainable in the sense that if you leave, the company can uh, go with us. And it kept You are so much part of the brand. We're so much part of the brand. It's kind of a high-class problem to have, but it's something you have to be recognized. Yeah, despite the fact, despite the fact that we have uh, tried 
Uh, to divorce it from you to, as a Yeah, I mean, uh, on uh, Instagram, I mean, it's only recently that we've been showing our faces. On Instagram, we don't, we try to صح. put the brand. Hot on your website. On يعني it's, yeah, it's always about uh, the brand. And we, we created this uh, technique and uh, this kind of technique that's really uh, unique to us. The assemblage, the, the stitches, the uh, embroidery that uh, falls on top of it. There's a layer to our technique. And uh, I think moving forward, we need to uh, have more workshops. We have to share more. We're, we're already sharing a lot with uh, friends of ours. There's this girl who uh, started an NGO called Creative Space. We already share our embroiderers with her. Can you see the brand sustaining itself without you at the... As a I think we, we have now a team of young designers working with us. It's the first time that we had this luxury. And we see how with time they're... They're speaking the Bogja. Yeah. And they would say, oh, this is not us. When they started saying this is not us, you we knew that, that we're on the right track. Mm. So the more this, uh, we can fortify this. Because Bogja is about a value system. So we want that value system to survive and the aesthetics. But the value of Bogja are very much, much embedded in everything we do. We try to ask ourselves the right question. And we will never be... Do creating something just for this because it's trending or because we it can sell or uh, just because it's what everybody's doing we need to ask the right question we need to uh, to be more mindful about how we do it the process we want to push for sustainability as much as we can and to our you know if we can influence a certain outcome then we would have achieved our goal And to have, we, we see in the younger generation this desire to join us because, for, because of what we stand for. And that for me is huge. Thank you. This was great. Congratulations on honestly a fantastic brand you've built. You should be very proud of yourselves. And we are very proud of you. I don't You're think we've seen many Thank design you. brands, Arab brands that have flourished and, and been so honest to the, I think, the values of the brand. And you've been able to do that consistently for 24 years. That's, that's not nothing. And you're still together, which is also quite amazing. Uh, therapy notwithstanding. We'll talk about <laughs> this offline. No, thank you very much. Thank this you. This has been great. Hashem, this has been great, actually. Much nicer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Well done. I'm glad. Thank you for joining us on the Lighthouse Conversations with me, Hasha Montasser, and my accidental hosts, Hoda and Maria. We're produced by Chirag Desai, and our content director is Farah Sharif. You can connect with us on Instagram at thelighthouse underscore AE and listen to our previous episodes by visiting thelighthouse.ae slash podcast. Or just press the follow button on any podcast player, Apple, Google, Spotify, and Rami, you name it. We'll see you again in two weeks.